Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's always good to talk to former St. Louis Rams quarterback Mark Bulger, who joins us now on 101 ESPN. Mark, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, Randy. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, we, we miss the Rams and we miss you here. Are you still paying really close attention? You're down in Nashville. Close attention to the National Football League? I do here and there. Uh, I became a Titans fan, believe it or not. I mean, always a Ram. But uh, Mike Vrabel and I became friends. You know, he played at Pittsburgh. and uh, But... Unfortunately, he's gone there. But, uh, yeah, I, I watch here and there, but not as much as I used to. But who do you like in the Super Bowl on Sunday? Oh, geez. It's hard, isn't uh, it? It is. I, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer. I just, I, I, I'm rooting for San Fran, and I, whatever reason, I, I just want San Fran to win. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything to do with, because there was a recent article that I thought was really interesting by The Athletic that is titled, Why This Year's 49ers Team Reminds the Greatest Show on Turf Rams of Their Super Bowl Run. Do you see any similarities between the 49ers team, this current 49ers team, and also everything that you guys had going on with the Rams back then? I do. Uh, you know, I know Purdy, he's pretty... Uh, popular now, but uh, I just like, he kind of has the Kurt Warner story, and he's a really good player, and uh, you know, there's nothing like being, quote-unquote, the underdog, and I, their roster's pretty strong. Uh, you know, but the Chiefs, I mean, you can never count out Mahomes. I mean, that kid, that kid, that's how old I'm getting. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, uh, he steps up every big game. When you evaluate watching QBs, tell us a little bit about Brock Purdy. What do you, what do you see with him? He can definitely move a lot better than than I could. Uh, <laughs> Coach Martz, we were more um, old school, and you know uh, everything was timing. But he can make plays similar to Mahomes. But I like his confidence. He's not uh, he's not arrogant, but he he definitely has a swag to him. Mark, wouldn't it have been nice to have the rules where quarterbacks couldn't be hit when you were playing? I think I'd still be playing. <laughs> I mean, all these, it's, I don't even know if these, anyone now can take a snap from under center in, in college, let alone the pros. But, hey, it is what it is. Um, I, if I ever went back and coached, which I won't, I would start a under center offense again and defenses wouldn't know what to do. What would you do out of under center? What would your plan be? Put a fullback in and put a tailback in, and you run the ball and you do play action and you do the timing like Coach March did. I think the most underrated coach ever. Um, you know, and, and, and the defensive coordinators wouldn't know what to do because no one does it right now. Hey, Mark, uh, Torrey Holt up for the Hall of Fame. What did he mean to your career, especially when you were getting started in 02? What, what was Torrey to Mark Bulger? Oh, 
Oh, he was great. I mean, not only Tori, Isaac Bruce too, but Tori, uh, he accepted me because, I mean, they just came off a Super Bowl win and we had a Super Bowl loss. And then um, I had to take over when Kirk got hurt and he accepted me and we just had a relationship and then it became off the field too. And it was visual on the field. I didn't have to give him a bunch of signals. We kind of knew, okay, this guy's pressing him. It's third and one. We're taking a shot. So it it was nonverbal because we just had such that good communication. And he was uh, he's definitely special, and hopefully he gets in quicker than I think Isaac, who snubs so many times. Thank God he's in. But uh, Tori's a special, special person and player. Walk us back through that moment. You took over, as you mentioned there, after Kurt Warner got hurt. How intimidating was that locker room? As you mentioned, just so many Hall of Famers now in there. You have Marshall Falk, Orlando Pace, Isaac Bruce. The list goes on and on. What was that like? Well, the year before I had been cut, and I was, you know, Isaac Bruce was on my fantasy team. (laughs) (laughs) So my first snap ever was on the – one yard line against the Raiders. We were zero and five, I believe, and the Raiders were six and zero because of a bye week or something. And I'm on the one yard line with these guys. I go, what? What did I get myself into? But we went right down and scored a touchdown. And those guys couldn't have been better to me. And we had, we had a pretty much a family back back in those years. When you watch Mahomes play, and we talked about Purdy, if you could pinpoint a thing or two with him that separates him from the rest, what is it? What stands out? With Mahomes, he just he can make plays, and he's been in the same system now for multiple years. And I used to say that about Brady too. It, it helps when you have continuity in, in the same system. It's not learning a different language every year because coaches don't learn a different language, but they expect players to, <laughs> which which I never understand because they have their sheet in front of their faces. But Purdy, eventually he'll. Uh, I mean, he's a great player already, but once he gets a couple more years in. He'll, he'll be on the same level as Mahomes, I believe. Speaking of great quarterbacks, what was it like working with Kurt Warner back then? It was great. He, again, that's we had a family, and he took care of our locker room, and he took care of me and taught me, and I, I, I just tried to be a sponge when I was around him because he was the league MVP when I came in and was back up for a year. And, uh, he couldn't have been better and more gracious for, with me and helped me go along and then obviously when he left the Rams he did a lot better better things in Arizona I mean the Giants small hiccup but I mean he he couldn't have been better uh, mentor for me and Mark when you look at guys like Kurt and you, you look at Mahomes I think from their first Super Bowl the only starter left on offense with him is Travis Kelsey uh, th- th- there are certain guys that are able to elevate to the players around them what do you think it is about people like that and by the way we had some guys come in here that had their best years with Mark Bulger at quarterback too what is it about some guys that just have the ability to elevate the players that are around them again it's the continuity it's the trust um, I mean the Tory Holt how I mentioned before, I, I could just look at them and I have a feeling that, uh, you know, Mahomes and Kelsey, they can just look at each other and they don't even have to communicate verbally or, uh, you know, by sign, you know, our, our signals and all that. They can just look at each other and know exactly what's going to happen. So it's these teams, you know, I won't mention any of it that, that keep 
switching coaches and switching players and think that's going to be the fix. That's not how it works in the NFL. you got to keep the same base, and uh, I think that's the key. Mark Bolger is our guest, the former Rams QB. What keeps you busy these days? What keeps you going? Oh, gosh. Uh, my daughter's first and foremost. <laughs> um, so, you know, I got a 13 and a 10-year-old. I got a curling facility here in Nashville. Uh, has bowling and a restaurant. And the city's pretty cool. I don't know how much you guys get down here, but if you do, I want to teach you how to curl. Uh, <laughs> the Olympic sport, if people aren't too aware of it, it's crazy. I got with Jared Allen, and um, we trained for the Olympics, and I got too old. I can't do it anymore, so I just built one here instead, and uh, it, it's a great time. So I, I invite all three of you to come down anytime you want. We'd love to. And by the way, Jared has a chance, right, to be on the USA Olymp- Olympic curling team? He does. He's still he's a little younger than me, but he's gotten really, really good. He trains here about four days a week in the mornings. Uh and I, I, you know, I'll curl with him, but uh, I'm I'm nowhere near as good as he is now. But at least I, I cannot fall. That's what I'm happy about. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would think, and one of the things that I, in reading a story about that, one of the things that Jared had said in looking for an Olympic sport was something that you can do at a relatively advanced age. You're 46 now. You aren't you aren't old. Why are you too old for curling? I'm telling you, with curling, it's. It, it turned into my kids and travel. You have to. He was just in Switzerland for two weeks. It, it's it's a lot of travel and you know. In forty six, forty six. I'm I live in dog years, Randy. Come on, I, <laughs> you saw me get beat up those years. I'm, I did. I did. <laughs> my my back's about done. So yeah, it it, it was just the travel and um, all that. But it's still enjoyable. We have, we have we get actually more women than men curling in here um but I, i've seen 65 year old guys beat the crap out of 25 year old kids in curling that's it's kind of like a golf sport you, you know it they uh it doesn't matter age or, or gender how did it all start curling for mark bulger i had moved here at the same time as jared allen and then he called keith bullock and mike roos two other nfl guys and he hadn't made a bet i don't even know what he did and I, I really didn't know Jared that well, but he said, I want to go to the Olympics. I said, okay. And he told me badminton. I said, okay. <laughs> so I, I looked it up for two days. I called him back. I said, Jared, well, there's zero chance we're going to do that. He goes, okay, give me a couple you know, couple days. And he said, curling. And we said, okay. And actually that year, the U.S. team won the, their Olympic uh, gold out of the blue. So we, we had started before the U.S. Uh, won the uh, the gold, but uh, that's how it started. It was all Jared Allen. I, I never in a million years would have thought I'd be curling. So now with T Line, with the facility that you have down in Nashville, do you have Olympic hopefuls that are coming in and spending time there and getting ready to be Olympic athletes? Sure. I mean, well, Jared's here. His team, uh, three of them already won um, silver medal and one won a gold medal, and they come in and they train all the time for for his team, but. Uh, We've had, you know, the guy with the mustache, everyone knows, Matt Hamilton and Schuster, and they just won the Nationals. They, they've been in here curling many times. And um, so the goal is to try to get more events here and get our eyes to the level where 
you know, we have national events and they're on TV and it'll be great. Okay, so with all of the success and as great as the family is doing and as great as your facility is doing, I have to believe that the Mark Bulger golf game has taken a hit. Now, I know you're great, but when you don't play a lot, does it affect you? Has your golf game taken a hit because of all this time you're spending doing other (laughs) other things? I get to play maybe once a month, um, but it's so weird. I... I play once a month and I play better golf than I used to when I was playing, you know, 14, 15 days a month. So I stick with this method, just <laughs> go up and hit the ball and no, I don't need lessons. I've never had a lesson in my life golf and I just get up and hit the ball and it's, it's actually helped my golf game, not playing as much. So. Good for you. I I don't know that I could do that, Mark. I th- for some reason, I, I'm Ranger Randy. I, I get out there and I hit balls and I get out on the course and I suck. So maybe the thing that I need to do is go to the once, once a month uh, situation that you've got going. Maybe that'll make me better. You should, because then I go do a charity event. It'll be three, four days in a row and I can't get out of bed because my back's so sore, Randy. So there's <laughs> I'm going to stick to the once-a-month once method. <laughs> hey, we talked about how much you, uh, you you got beat up, and you said you aren't going to coach. Do you miss football? Uh, I miss the locker room we had uh, my first six, seven years. Um, that, that was the most fun part. Um, but, you know, Monday mornings, Tuesday mornings, they weren't, they weren't the best. But, um, you know, after 30-something broken bones, I, I think I've – I don't miss it that much. And you, the thing that people might not realize, not only did you have 30-something broken bones, but you were playing with a lot of broken bones. Oh, yeah. I played with a lot of – I think the rules were a little different back then when you, you did the injury report. I played with broken ribs all the time. But if you can't – back then we didn't put on the injury report because then the other team would know it. And, oh, just taking a snap would, would hurt. It was um, – it is what it is, but uh, I wouldn't. I don't regret one thing about it. I had a great time in St. Louis. Hey, uh, last thing, uh, w- you got to play with a ton of Hall of Famers. Uh, you didn't get to play for Coach Vermeil, obviously, but you got a chance to play with Aeneas and Isaac and uh, Marshall and, and Orlando. Uh, what's it mean to you to have played with what is arguably the greatest offense in the history of the league? They're all great guys. I mean, everyone was so different, but we all, again, like I said, family, I mean, towards the end of my career, not that these guys were bad guys. It was just a different locker room. I mean, guys like Timmerman and Dre Bly and, you know, the, the list goes on. Leonard Little, we all just got along so well. And then towards the end, it went off. But for Emil, he came back, uh, coach for Emil, we, uh, Isaac Bruce put this thing on at the dome and, uh, he treated me like I played for him and he was the nicest guy in the world. And as I said, it was playing for coach Marks was the bigger, biggest honor in football wise in my life. Cause he taught me more about football than I did the last seven years of my career. Okay. And so you're, you're rooting for San Francisco. You aren't picking San Francisco, but you're rooting for San Francisco just because you like them. I think you can figure out why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. No, just want to watch football. I don't want all the other stuff. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, uh, Mark, it's great to hear your voice. If people are making their way to Nashville, check out T-Line with both curling and bowling and, and great food and drink. It's great to hear your voice. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and hopefully we'll catch up soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Randy.
That's our buddy Mark Bulger here on 101 ESPN. I think you can figure it out. I just want to watch football, is what he said. Is That's his reason for rooting for the 49ers.